Hey, everybody, this is the Homeboys and the Homeboys podcast. We thank you for kicking it with us. My name is Clint Weatherill. We have a very exciting topic today. We are talking about real estate advice. What is the good real estate advice that helped us throughout our career? The other guy on the other side of us, as always, my homeboy, Mr. Scotty Adams. What up, dude? How are you? I'm solid, man. We've yeah. been we've been filming quite a bit today and got a lot going on in this office. It's a lot of uh, growth. A lot of growth. You know, my household's crazy. Right. You know, everything's everything's wild, man. It's good. Yeah, we got uh I got a call from our, our good old friend Josh, who we you know, I grew up with him, but uh, he was he was uh, a member here for a, a long time and he was asking he needed some of his old emails and so I had to call IT and get them in. And I realized, he said, are they at your office? And I realized, wait, we have three offices. Which office? Right. You know, and, and to think back when he was here, it was only one. So we've had a lot of growth. Life is good. You know, what about you? I don't know, man. Whenever you've got three- and five-year-old girls, it's just survive in advance. Yeah. You you've know, got them alone this weekend? Advance. I got them alone. My wife's out uh, at a conference for church, and... I've got the girls on me working from home for a few days this week and shuttling to, to school and other events. And, so fun. But uh, I'm stoked about it. You know, I'm a, I love being a girl dad. You know, I'm sure they'll probably paint my toenails. Right. You know, this week and, uh, you know, I'm getting better at the hair. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you do the vacuum wild. trick with a little hair tie. No, man, I'm legit. Oh, really? Like I'm braiding that, 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 that hair. I'm, I'm doing, you know, pigtails i'm hmm. doing the whole the whole maybe thing maybe i should grow mine out then could you <laughs> is that is that is that option still on the table uh i think it would be a horseshoe i could, i could you know i could do the old, you could do uh, it the george costanza if I you could, do that there's $500 in it for you just so you really? know yeah i'd like to see it yeah yeah so what if i did the but uh, like you you have to like i did the be, be like one of those guys that tries to hold on and right. does like the the comb o- the comb over. Oh, I would do a swirl top. You know, I'd go full Munson. Like a, you know, you do like a the Donald Trump. I mean, you really you have to be committed at that point. But you know, we're, we live in Indiana, and one of the one of the the, the heroes of Indiana is Gene Cady. Oh, you know, right. old basketball coach him. for Purdue. I could pull that off. Yeah, it's good old days. Bob yeah. Knight, Gene Cady. My know. wife would my wife would leave me. She already has to tolerate you know the mess of a. The mess I've become. Did you, know? you pull off the shaped head well? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not worried about it. I dig it. I went early, you know. As soon as I saw it was coming, I just, I went with it. Yeah, I, I, my, my big thing is uh, the gray. Yeah. You know, and I'm not scared. I don't care who knows. Right. I, I, I use the Just for Men shampoo. I'm not, you know, my guts, you know, is bursting through my belt <laughs> loops, you know, right now. Yeah. My sight is going bad. Um, I've got... Acid reflux really bad. I feel like hey, my anxiety's worse than it's ever been. I'm not ready to let the my hair color go yet. Hey, hold on to what you want to. You know, you know the rest. It's all going, so might as well hold on to any. Anything Some people that smoke makes you crack. Good. You know, I use just for men right. hair coloring. It's not that big a deal. Everyone's got a hobby. That's yeah. uh, that's old Sea Dog secret for the yeah. week. You know, but right. uh, but anyhow, we're uh. I like getting nostalgic. Everyone that knows me knows that I'm a storyteller, and I like to go backwards and talk about the good old days and how everything was great, and now everything stinks. So we're going to get a little nostalgic today. 
Yeah. We're going to go backwards in our careers. We're going to talk about advice. You know, there's lots of, uh, I know you, I know your story. I know you've surrounded yourself with a lot of really smart people. I feel blessed that you've introduced me to some of those people. Yeah. Um, Likewise. Really like, you know, we still work with some of the people you introduced me to, you know, today and I look up to them and, Heck, you've even had us down at their 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 homes in Florida, yeah. you know, fishing and hanging out. So, but uh, but let's just dive right in, peel it back, go down memory lane, yeah. And uh, where do we start? Well, I want to start with making sure that our audience can get something good out of today. So I think we go with you know advice that really really helped us along the way, mm-hmm. you know. And I I think the the this is going to sound oversimplified, but this is probably the best piece of advice. And I know you've received this same piece of advice, but I think we start with you don't buy crap. You buy good real estate. And that's just vague, I know, but it's true. You buy good real estate. It you know? is. You know, we uh, we talk about the old Tommy Boy clip a lot on, you know, we've talked about it a few times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to take a dump in a box and, you know, market guaranteed. Right. You know, but until then, do you want to buy a quality product? Right. You know, because at the end of the day, when you buy a turd, you're still left with a turd, no matter yeah. how many times you try to polish that that baby. I know. You know, it just it just doesn't work. And they're so they're so attractive. Sometimes mm-hmm. they look so good. They look like you can make so much money, and you're like, well, I'll just own it for a short period, or this, or there's always a reason, an excuse you can make to to buy it. And the answer has resoundingly been. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we really preach good properties and, and good neighborhoods. And I, you know, we've seen a lot of people pedal in that, in that uh, you know, C minus D, you know, uh, you know, or worse, right. you know, level, you know, type product. And just from a long-term, you know, perspective, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. And, you know, we talk about, you talked about it before the, uh, the cycle of death, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's that's buying a crap property, you know, doing your best to put a tenant in there. That tenant, um, you just can't find quality tenants in certain areas. They they move in, they tear the place up, then you fix it back up, you re-rent it out, and that, that, that circle of death just continues, you know, on and on. Right. And, you know, it's, what's amazing to, to that to me is how many people, you know, hear – us say that about the, the the circle of death, and then they still do it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I know. We've seen it with a lot of our clients that are like, I mean, you don't want that. There's a reason why it's 40 grand. Right. You, know, you don't want that. You know, right. It's, there's nothing I can do yeah. as a property manager to make that property work, but yet they still do it. And But there's a there's a the old FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out, and they, they see it, and they, they forget a fundamental truth, which is you're going to regret doing something more than you will regret not doing something. You know, so you, it's always better to, if it's questionable, just walk. There's going to be other opportunities out there. If something gives you the, your spidey senses, a you know, a little, little question mark, just don't do it. So you're saying it's better to have nothing than five, um, you know, properties that, that make no sense, basically. I mean, that is the best advice I've ever heard come out of your mouth. That is 100% true. It is better to to miss properties than to end up with any one of them that's bad. 
Yeah, we did it more on real estate recently where the, the, someone was on there saying that yeah. real estate is about uh, doing as many deals as possible. As many doors, owning you know, as many owning doors as, many doors as, possible. as possible. We don't we don't adopt that philosophy. No. I'm I'm hoping there was more of a backstory that that wasn't shown on there where but this is not about the volume. Volume is great, but volume comes after it's good. Every single property needs to be good. And if it's not, exit it. Take your lumps quick. Get out. Because that cycle. You had that volume while you still had hair. I had that point. volume. Yeah, over You had the hair volume and the uh-huh. volume of pro- properties. I was just volume. <laughs> I was just volume everywhere in my life. That's right. I had, you know, champagne bo- volumes of champagne bottles and cars and just living it. Just stupid. Just making it rain. As stupid as you could be. But you know, you you, you got out and you I know, survived. You know, you had a hundred plus doors. Junk. Junk. None of them worked. My business model. You're really lucky that you got out, though. A lot of people aren't as fortunate as, as you were. When I'm very, very lucky because I, I had to get out for some personal reasons, but it also wasn't working before 2008 happened. Mm-hmm. So I talk, I think about that all the time, how I'm lucky that I had some personal issues that I needed to solve and get away from real estate because it forced me to sell before right mm-hmm. before the market crashed. Yeah, you know, I'm very lucky. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I was smart. I know that. I'm lucky that I exited alive. I'm rare that I was able to. All the other guys that I was with, they all they all went under. Correct. Um, Josh is. I have. There's one other guy who didn't, and he struggled for. He worked his tail off to stay alive, and kudos to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have walked and just left stuff with the bank, but but yes. Yeah, so you can build a snowball. It just starts to get out of control if if you start chasing these bad properties. You know, so. I mean, it's the best advice I've ever received is buy good properties. Don't ever chase something. If it isn't right, walk. Walking is always the better answer. We don't pressure our clients at all, ever, even after they mm-hmm. sign a contract. You know, I probably shouldn't even be saying this out loud, but if they don't want to close at any point, we don't, we don't care. You don't have to. We'll give you your earnest money back, even though they've signed a contract. Because we want... People, we know what that's like. Mm-hmm. We don't want to force somebody to close on something they, for some reason, if they have a, you know, their little spidey senses go off. But, but no, it has to be right. It does, mm-hmm. and go with it. And that served you well. It did, and you know, I'm going to piggyback off of what you said. Um, I started with good properties in good neighborhoods by accident. I was the one that was doing the work, you know, on the properties. I. It was my idea that in my free time I would paint, you know, contract out the flooring, you know, do some minor repairs myself. But, you know, whenever I first got into real estate, there was a lot of newer homes that had foreclosed, homes that were built just a few years ago. Right. You know, so. So why weren't you doing the other lower end stuff that I mean, a lot of us did? Because there was, there was so many uh, things that I didn't know about, you know, uh, 70-year-old uh, electrical systems and, uh, yeah. you know, cast iron piping and, you know, different things that it just wasn't, wasn't, my, wasn't my wheelhouse. So It was because you, know, you were doing it all yourself. You I was handy, simple. you know, I was handy enough to be dangerous. So, like, but like a home that was, like, you know, two or three years old, you know, I was... Okay. I was, I was able to wrap my, my, my head around, you know, the repairs. So um, would you have bought, as an example, that Keystone Lakes area? So in a bad area... Did you know better from the start not mm-hmm. to buy in certain areas? Mm-hmm. Why didn't I? 
I guess I'm. How did you? How did I don't you know. know I mean, there was there was just. Uh, I mean, a lot of it was 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 gut. Um, you know, there were so many foreclosures back then. That's right. why you know when I get nostalgic talking, about it, I wish I knew, you know, uh, what opportunity we had at that time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I couldn't buy everything. I mean, it was it was I had to be selective because of my buying power at the time. It wasn't that much. So, but but so, okay, let me pause you there. But we could have purchased just about any house in inner Indianapolis for five thousand dollars. These houses, you didn't have very much money. Why didn't? Why weren't you going after those like I was? Again, it was like I, I didn't, I didn't have a rolodex of contractors. Okay, and I was doing a lot of the work, a lot of the work myself. And you wanted to so sell them. You weren't looking. I was to, flipping them. Yeah, I was flipping all. That's of why. Them. That's the bottom. Mm-hmm. I was flipping all, right. all, and that's that's. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, there were still sales in the areas that I was in right. at the time. There wasn't a lot of sales in the areas where None. you were. It was the sales were wholesale sales, but I I would um, I would fix them up, and you know, a, a good I would say a, a good deal back then was you know you were expecting to make thirty, a bad deal you were making ten. It was pretty safe investments, really. I mean, the houses were were pretty new, but. And they were standard, so there wasn't a lot of uh, difference in the neighborhood. So, no, you know, we call them vinyl village neighborhoods. Right. So you knew what the value was, which was great. That was a oh, great because thing the about. exact same house, four doors down, sold a few weeks prior. Correct. So you knew, the exact same house. So you knew what the house was worth when Correct. you were done. And, so, um, what was the advantage to to buying good properties in in good neighborhoods? You saw it during the downturn because we know what happened in the in the uh, great. Uh, recession. So I was doing them for myself. And then at that time I was doing them for other people. Our houses stopped selling. We flips, our flips stopped selling. Right. So then I became a property manager overnight. And, but you know, the thing was, is like, we're buying houses for 70 and, you know, putting 10 in it. And then we were renting them out for 1200 bucks. You know, the return was still pretty good. So we, 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 no Pretty house, good. Was, you know, no house was selling. It was very good. You, know, you look yeah. at today, like, oh my gosh, that's why I say, you know, we had no idea what we had, but you know, we rode that out, you know, and you know my story. I saved a lot. I kept a lot of those rentals, and then you know, sold them instead of selling for one thirty. Later, I sold them for two hundred. Right. Um, Your fear has served you very well. Your fear and conservative nature, because you're a saver, and you built a portfolio in some ways without meaning to. Um, totally by accident. Right. And and then that mm-hmm. started down a path of, of, you know, wealth and real estate building. Right. So it's, it's a, I feel like it's a, your fear and, and conservative nature. People are always like, well, that's, that's going to hold me back. I got to get out there and be risky. And I'm going to, you know, finance, leverage. I need a hundred percent loan. And, mm-hmm. you know, let me borrow hard money and do this. You know. Well, back then I was getting a hundred percent investment property financing. Right. And I put the, uh, I put the, the rehab on a credit card. Yeah, but um, you're doing that for the points. You did have a little savings. I did, I did. You know, but uh, so but you the, weren't the, stretched the to the hilt, but you were pushing it. Mm-hmm. You're pushing it, right? You know, and then I understand that when people get into it, if you're going to do that, don't get addicted to it. You know, I I think we believe you should save a little and and go slow and get into it. But if you're going to run things to the that line work right on the edge to get into real estate. It's easy for that to become a habit and for you to continue to do that. Don't do that. Pull that, back. That leads me to my next, my next point. And 
that would be um, you have to have a certain mix of all gas and all brakes. It has to be somewhere in the middle. And I had a friend that um, I used to be in business with, you know, many years ago that he was much older, um, you know, and his priorities were a lot different than mine. I was, I was go, 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 go. And, you know, he was, he was breaks. Had, had I not had him and, you know, him and I are still good friends uh, to this day, you know, the great recession may have been different. I said, may, I, I'm not, I'm not completely certain because if I was counting on flipping all of those properties and I was doing quadruple, you know, the, the, the properties or five times the properties, whenever they stop selling, I don't know exactly what that would have looked like. Right. That makes um, sense. It could have, it could have, it could have been problematic, but because it was, you know, we were conservative and he was a lot of breaks you know, I, it it made the Great Recession, you know, much much less rocky than it was for most folks. Yeah, I think you would have survived it if you had been all gas. But I think you, I mean, let's be honest. Compared to just about anyone else in the industry, you co- you were able to coast through, coast through the Great Recession. You just were. It's just a fact. I just I just stopped making a lot of money. Right. You know, I was making great money, yeah. and then you you weren't. Right. So I mean, most people were. You know scrambling you were just able you went to a coast and that's i think thanks to him um, but i i know you and i know what you're investing in and, and knowing what we know now that that would have been okay so so people at home are probably wondering well okay you gotta you can't be all gas or all brakes where's the mix now how do you break that down <laughs> i mean that's 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 a tough that's a tough thing that's a tough thing to say um i mean you you really you have to have a rainy day fund you know, you have, you have to be conservative. You have to have something back. You know, I've told lots of real estate professionals that are in this business right now, you know, I've said, you know, be stockpiling it, be stockpiling it. Right. You know, cause you've been saying that for not, a few years. It's now. not going to be like this. You know, I got, you know, a good friend of mine that's new into real estate. I'm like, yeah, keep, keep it back. You know, uh, we've got a really, really smart friend that we're going to put on the podcast. One of the coolest dudes I've ever you know, met in the in the real estate world, and that's our lender, Aaron Chapman. Oh yeah, and um, I mean, just a badass dude. And he's yeah. he's he's killing bears and you know yeah. wrangling tigers and you know going on hunting trips with NFL Hall of Famers. And it just but besides that, amazing, but he has had the rug pulled out from under him at two different companies, and I've never seen anyone overcome what he's overcome to build an empire. Right, it's unbelievable. The dude's just just awesome. But anyhow, I remember having a steak. You know, with him, I think we were in Phoenix at a conference. Um, him and his yeah. wife joined yeah. you and I, and yeah. you know him him saying like, "Man, you know, it's been a really good run, but I'm just, it's not always going to be this good. I'm, I'm I'm putting it back. Yeah, I'm not spending it, just putting it back." And and mind you, he's he's uh, he's had a really good run because he's the best at what he does. So you know, and, and, and kudos to him. But you know, I think that that rainy day fund is very important. Um, and I think that there's you're going to see a lot of real estate professionals really struggle here. There's no homes to sell. Um, you right. know, everything's everything's gone. Um, so and there's been a flood of people enter the real estate world for employment. I mean, so I, I met with a uh, um, one of the top agents in town um, today, and, and he's somebody that we've worked with a long time. And he was telling me that 
he's with a team now, and this this guy doesn't need to be with a team, but he's with a team now for only one reason. It's because there's no listing in the MLS for him to sell, for him to find homes for his clients, but his team, when they get listings, they sell them internally to the buyers that they already have. So they're not even taking stuff to the MLS. Right. They're literally finding sellers and matching with buyers just on their own because they know it'll get gobbled up. I mean, what a strange time. That just started becoming a thing, too, I by know. the way. That just, uh, you know, that you weren't allowed to do that as a as a member of the board. Right. You know, and, and I don't, I'm not. I think they well still stick in them that. in there, you know, and, and probably. I'm not claiming to know, yeah. you know, about that, yeah. you know, so don't don't take that as the gospel. But, but you know, so what's the mix of gas and brakes? Man, it's really, it's really hard to say. First of all, I agree with you. You've always said just do it, you know. Don't do don't don't sit back and do nothing. You know, we, we watch some of these poor bastards at some of these real estate conferences that they've been oh. coming to the same conference year in and year I, out I, and don't pull the trigger. I'm like, I know. why waste your time? You I know. know. Go go put your money, you know, in a in the stock market or a CD or you know, bury it in your backyard. Stop spending money coming to these conferences and doing nothing. You know, it's unbelievable. talk to the same person. I can still see some of these dudes' faces like, oh God. <laughs> right the hell are you doing here, man? Yeah. And, uh, so, so, so I agree with that. There's two things then. So don't buy junk properties and don't just sit there and try to learn it. There's always a reason not to invest and there's always a reason to invest. Quit listening to the reasons not to invest. When's the best time to invest in, in the market? You and I talk about this all the time. I always say the same thing. It's always right now because you got to do it. And so is it actually the best time? Probably not. I mean, you know, 2009 when at the bottom of the market technically would have been the best time to do it but if you you can't time the market perfectly so you just get in and start building your wealth mm-hmm. you know it's it's like people i don't know timing the market is so difficult that it's just not something i believe in trying to do i believe right. in making the most out of the market you're in and planning for eventualities that include big downturns mm-hmm. and if you do that so we've talked nice properties, yep. nice neighborhoods. We've talked about you know uh, you know being being smart with uh, you know how quickly you know you ramp ramp this up. So be conservative. One other thing I want I want to touch on. I remember um, you know hearing um, some advice from someone very smart one time saying um, sometimes the cheapest is the most expensive, <laughs> and um, you know that goes with what our first point. But I'm not going there um, for this point. You know, our first point is good properties and good neighborhoods that would work that would work towards that. But I'm talking about the people that you hire to work on your properties. Right. Um, I made that mistake many times, and I think that you know anyone that's been doing it as long has made that mistake along the way. But I got I got I got in with some some you know thieves you know contractors that. I was only looking at what what it cost. That was it. And shoddy work, length of time. In one case, guy just ran off with uh, with the money. Couple cases actually, where a guy just ran off with money. And I see I see this all the time with within our clients, you know, as well that people people get blinded just by how much something costs and they they lose sight of quality and reliability and you know end up going down a path you know we've got one of our best clients um, he 
he's been trained over the years and has learned, you know, but, you know, he was trying to, to get things, you know, done for, for much cheaper. He's he got an, taken highly. You know. He's super intelligent, very mm-hmm. successful in everything he touches. He owns all, all, all other businesses and he did the same mistake we've all done, which mm-hmm. is he tried to chase cheap labor and it caught him. Right. Just like it's caught us. So, you know, a person's got to be really careful. You know, if you can tie that in to property management, that's a big, that's a big phase of our business is, you know, we're property managers. Well, let, let me touch on the rehab real yeah, quick. Sorry, please. No, that the, we are very lucky. We've worked with the same contractors for over 15 years at this point. And, um, and we hold them dear, uh, near and dear. And it's so easy to chase cheap. You're right. And it never works. And uh, not just in the housing, but specifically in the rehabs. It's unbelievable how quickly it can go. You also can't pay retail. You can't call somebody out of the yellow pages. It's a hard balance to do. That's why if you're looking at investing out of state, we really believe in finding a turnkey provider that has all of those solutions built in one. Um, Like That's what our core business was built on was that model. And we really believe in that. So that's that's another thing. It's it's not just the rehabbers. It's not just the quality of the house. It's the quality overall. And one shortcut to all that quality, and he's going to touch on the property management aspect of that too, which it's all about quality. And if you're nickel and diming on the rehabs and you're nickel and diming on the house, it just it turns into a mess. You know, cheap costs you money. And he's right on all of that. So... I think the last aspect is what you're you were starting to touch on, which is property management. Yeah, you know, you see you see people um, get in bed with the wrong property managers like Dangerous. all the time. You know, it just happens all the time, and we could we could count about countless stories. You know, what one of the biggest red flags that you can see with a property manager if their fees are substantially cheaper than all of the other people that have been doing property management for a long time. There's a reason. Or if you, you negotiate know. with them down and they say yes, that's a scary mm-hmm. thing. You call us and say, well, can you do that rehab for this? Can you uh, charge this for PM? No. No. We're not getting rich. And I'll give, I'll give you know, one, one uh, small example. Um, we, we, there was a realtor in town here that had contacted us and said, hey, we'd like to send our, our, our clients to you for property management. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, Two months later, we started getting calls from people like saying that they were going to this person's property management company they, they, that he had opened up. It wasn't many. It was just a, just a few. But, you know, we found out why. I mean, the, the, the fees he, were, he was charging was like bananas cheap. Like the only like reason he sent people to cheap. us is to steal our property management agreement and our leases. Yeah, literally. come to find out later, he literally ripped off our entire like right. uh, lease, all the addendums, everything, word for word, put his name at the top of it. I mean, this shyster. But, but anyhow, these fees were so cheap, and everyone thought, oh, man, this is going to be great. You know, I'm going to save all this money. He went out of business and ran off with his client's rent money and damage deposit money and then got, you know, in all kinds of legal, you know, troubles. For I'm convinced it, you know? he didn't actually run off with any money. I'm convinced he was charging so little that he literally ran himself down to zero. Correct. Because he was just trying to get their business from Correct. other people and didn't know what he was doing. You know, in one case, um, you know, I, one person I know, you know, it was $50,000 of damage deposits right. alone. 
that uh, that the guy you know you know went off with. So, you know, if it sounds too good to be true from a cost standpoint on property management, it probably is. You know, you want your property manager. What's what's an easy way to to safeguard yourself from that? How long have you been in business? Because if you've been in business for very long, you know, you're you've been in business for a reason for a length of period of time because here in Indianapolis if you if you're a bad property manager your shelf life is pretty quick you're, you're not going to be in business we see so. it there's there's maybe five or six at most of us that have been around a long time we all know each other and then there's a a, a revolving door it's I it's not funny because people get hurt a lot as they go out of business but it, otherwise it would be funny to see you wouldn't believe the volume of people that each year you know there's five to ten new that are all gone within two years. Correct. It's just a revolving door of them. And then you said it, you know, like with beating a, per, a person's, uh, you know, property manager down, you know, I want to just give a, an example. Say, you know, if a property management company is 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 charging 10%. Um, so standard market. You know, so that's, that's on $1,000, that's $100 a month. And... You know, the property manager has, you know, in our case, we have a staff of 15. You know, we have an office. We have insurance. We have, um, you know, uh, brokerage dues. You know, there's lots of things that go in that. So what is the net amount to your property manager? It is very tiny. You know, be kind. Be nice to your property manager. They're working for very small margins. You know, if you... you know, if you call and are berating your property manager, it's probably not going to be worth it to them to even keep your property. So, well, it's not. Know. It's not. If you're not a good client, this is a relationship. You got to go into it with that mindset that this is a relationship. And if you don't believe your property manager is trying to help you succeed and is your partner in this, then you need to change. Don't be with them. You need to find somebody that you can treat like a partner and that treats you uh, with re- the respect. And if you don't believe they're doing that, then don't work with them. But don't treat them that way if they are. If, they're, if their you know, goal is to help you succeed and see you through that, it's easier if you're a jerk for, for the property manager to just say, see ya, you know. Literally out of a, a house, I can't imagine a dollar each month out of each property we manage makes it into our pockets, you know, at the end of the day. We've got some, you know, it's, it's a volume business and it's just, it's a lot of work and it's hard enough. So treat your property uh, manager with a lot of kindness and appreciation. And if you don't think that they're doing that for you, then change and then stick with them and be nice to them. I appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate you. <laughs> I mean, that this is a difficult business and without um, you and the team that we have here, like all seriousness, couple, man. It, would, it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. You know, it, I wouldn't do we're it. We're very, we're very lucky. We, we get to come into this office and, you know, we've got lots of yeah. people that we, and the like encouragement these with. folks who are homies who watch who watch this podcast, the encouragement we get to keep going and sharing, you know, our market knowledge and and uh, we don't claim to have all the answers. Most of the advice, all of the advice we given today was either earned the dumb way by me trying it the wrong way or other smarter people sharing it. So this is all advice that's been market tested too, and it's true. You know, don't just stick to it, and it it might feel feel like it slows you down, but it won't. Well, I enjoy going down memory lane. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home and put a chick flick on with my, 
with my house full of estrogen. Oh yeah. And, uh, but it's 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 good to see because you kind of go back to your roots and you kind of appreciate, you know, the mistakes that you made. Number one, and you know what you've learned from those mistakes. Yeah. And it's uh, you know, and also it's like, crap! I've been doing this for a long time. Like, how the heck did I get so old? I know. Like, what the heck happened? I know. You know. And now I'm out of shape and overweight, and yes, you are. Can't remember things like I used to. And yeah, but slower. It's, uh, it goes fast. It goes fast. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm. Uh, I'm grateful for where we are, though, despite not having uh, you know 25 year old fighting bods anymore and, and mm. head full of hair. In my case, I'll dad take bod. It. Giving dad jokes these days <laughs> too. I'm telling you. Well, I told you, Mike, for Christmas, my shirt was. Uh, forget what it says exactly but it says dad bod for my kids <laughs> hey man you own it you know if you can't laugh right. at yourself you right. know and if you do laugh at yourself people don't make fun and of i you think anyway. they bought it for me because i walk around my my house with my shirt off most of the time of course you, you know? do and they're like here put this on that, at least that, that just mess of hair <laughs> hairy chest for, my tom Selleck chest. hair you don't have on your head you make up for on the rest of your body That's right. well on that note that is our show for this time we thank you for kicking it with the homeboys you can follow us at at the homeboys pod on facebook and tiktok and as always on youtube we love providing this contact please subscribe reach out to us if you have questions until next time happy investing